All right, No Limits Episode 3. Just wanted to thank you for tuning in once again. Very, very appreciative of all the feedback we got from Episode 2. It was definitely a tough podcast to share, but I'm so grateful I kept it real. Might be in a little bit of trouble from that one, but I hope it's uh, it helped provide some good insights and into my journey and potentially has helped you out a lot with your journey as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to be delving into the power of moving overseas and also traveling interstate or moving interstate as well. And why I think doing it on your own is one of the best things you can ever do from a mental health, personal health, growth and perspective on life. Um, Now, before I do go into this podcast and get stuck into the process of how it all began, go back right to the start. So with some things that I say in this podcast, we all view things from different lenses. We've all had different life experiences. And for me, I feel like I sort of have always gone against the grain a little bit with quote unquote, what's normal in society. I don't know if you can relate, but the whole idea of going to school, getting the good paying job, getting the mortgage, getting married, having the kids, it just never really felt right to me. Now, I know I'm a weirdo. I put salt in my coffee. Um, So it is something that I I sort of felt just didn't really sit with me. Um, At a very young age, I remember I was probably maybe like 14 and I remember just constantly telling my parents to like, stop watching the news. It's brainwashing you. And um, I think this, I don't know if it was being kicked out of school from a young age, spending a lot of time on my own, having a lot of time to reflect, uh, but it has helped shape, I think, a lot of the decisions I've made. Now, we're saying that we all view the world differently. And if traveling interstate and moving overseas is something that has been on your mind, I'm very, I'm hoping uh, this podcast helps you out a lot. So where it all began is basically always going on holidays to Gold Coast with the family. And I reflect on this as being basically the best times of my life, Uh, spending time with my cousins. We used to always go up, stay together. We used to drive up, which was, I don't know how my parents did it, It would have been absolute hell. Um, And I remember just reflecting and and just thinking every time I was there, like, this is how life should be. And I remember being there and my parents and my uncle would always talk about, you know, one day we're going to move here. One day we're going to move here. And this went on for basically my whole life leading up and still, still going until this day. Um, so I sort of got a bit of a taste for, you know, the passion for wanting to move, but not making the decision. Now, flash forward a bit. I was in, where was I? I was in Nidri. I was living with my cousin at the time. Um, this is when I was about approximately two weeks into my first uh, role as a PT at Essendon Good Life. And I remember just after all the chaos that's gone on beforehand, finally starting my my new passion, my dream job. And there was so much self-doubt. Um, I didn't know the direction that I was going to go. I was absolutely loving every second of it, but I just had no vision for my life. Now, 
I've always been, I don't like actually using the term always, but in past and at that time, I was pretty reckless with finances, um, but in a good way this time. Uh, I was basically investing all my money in education, courses, and basically if there was anything I thought could help me be a better coach, I would spend all my money on it. (laughs) And um, at the time, I did have a mentor. He was from the UK and he was helping me out a lot with structuring my business, building up my business. And one of the, the sections of the courses I was doing talked about vision planning. And I remember I had a big day. It was probably like a 12 hour day on the gym floor, just walking around, seeing, you know, speaking to the members, seeing if uh, anyone was after coaching, like just asking people for coaching is going to get them on board. And um, at Essendon Good Life, what we used to have to do when we first started, you probably, if you're a member of Good Life or your gym probably does this too, uh, basically we get a list, a call list of all the members that haven't gone to the gym in, I think it was over like a, a two week period or something. So their numbers would be printed out on a form and then we would call them up, see how they're getting on with their training and see if they would like a, a free session, a taster session, and then eventually uh, get them onto coaching. Uh, so I remember getting this list, sitting in my car because there was actually a, a call room where you could do these calls. And I remember sitting in my car sweating, stressed, anxious, and just overwhelmed by the idea of cold calling someone and asking them if they want to work with me. I already have all the self-doubt and and all the stress that comes with doing something new. And I remember I just delayed it. I would do like two calls and I remember just sitting there hoping they wouldn't answer. And then um, I basically went home because the car was too uncomfortable, tried to do the calls again and basically had a bit of a panic attack thinking, what am I, what have I signed up for? If this is how I have to get clients, uh, I don't like this idea at all. Um, so then I sat down and I remember just sitting there stressed out in my room. Um, actually, no, I was on the couch and I thought, all right, I'm just going to do this vision plan and I'm just going to write some things down. And we'll see how this goes. So basically I sat there and I wrote down things that I did not think was even possible. The goal of the vision plan was to write things that were outside of your comfort zone. And I reflected a bit on my life and, you know, where I've been in my truest, happiest self, where I've been my best self. And oftentimes I reflect on that and it's my times in Gold Coast and times in in Thailand and and times in Bali. I remember being in Bali with my partner at the time and just waking up in the morning, having my breakfast, walking to the gym, having all the the beautiful people just uh, saying hello, good morning everywhere you walk. And I remember just thinking, fuck it, I'm just going to write that down. And I wrote down basically the amount of ideal clients that I want to be working with, the type of clients I want to be working with. Um, and I'm going to be living in Gold Coast and I'm going to be traveling frequently between Thailand, Bali and Gold Coast. When I wrote this, I thought that this is no chance. This isn't going to happen. I basically did the, um, 
forgive the terminology, uh, like mental masturbation in a way um, where I would just watch YouTube after YouTube after YouTube of these people who have managed to move overseas and, and still be able to uh, work. And I remember thinking like, nah, that's not possible. But anyways, so we move forward a bit and then I'm smashing out coaching. I'm fully booked. I'm loving it. I'm super busy uh, working flat out and then lockdown happens. So that threw me for six because like I mentioned in my last podcast, I basically had my whole identity as Rick, the personal trainer. And then this identity was taken away from me. And I learned a lot of lessons from that, from not identifying yourself as one thing. You might've experienced this in past where you might've associated yourself as I'm this person or I'm this person's partner. And, and that whole identity being locked in on one thing, um, if that gets taken away from you, that really does shake things up. So I went through a bit of a tough time through lockdown as I delved into my last podcast, had to speak to a psychologist and had a lot of time to reflect. And this perspective changed a lot for me. And I remember being in lockdown and thinking like, where do I actually want to go with this? Like, where do I actually want to go with my life? And I've watched my family constantly talk about moving to Gold Coast. And, um, you know, every time I travel somewhere, someone will say like, oh, I just want to move here. And I thought, why not? Why not give it a go? I was lucky enough to already have online coaching systems in play, although they weren't the best. Uh, I moved all my in-person clients online and realized that, you know, this can work. My clients are still getting great results. They were enjoying it. I could keep communication with them a lot more because I wasn't training clients all day in the gym. And I just made the decision. Now, this was not the perfect time at all. I was, like mentioned, spending all my money on courses and mentors and coaches. And I just decided that, fuck it. If not now, when? Am I going to be like my nan, my mum, my dad, my uncle, just constantly ruminating and saying that I'm going to make this move? So definitely wasn't the perfect time. Um, so I made the decision when I went back to training clients in the gym and said, all right, guys, so uh, I'm going to be heading out to Gold Coast. I'm going to be moving there. I'm going to be moving everything online. If you'd like to stay with me, awesome. If not, absolutely understand, and I'll forward you through to another coach that I'd recommend. Luckily, the vast majority of my clients stayed on, which was fantastic, and I'm so grateful for that. And a lot of them are actually still with me to this day, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so with this came a lot, and you might be able to relate to this. Anytime you uh, word things up or you got a big goal um, that's scary, and then you mention it, it's something that a lot of people always seem to focus on the negatives. And I remember so many people just saying to me, but, oh, but what about, you know, being away from your family and your friends? Like, aren't you going to like be, you know, sad? Aren't you going to be lonely? And saying all these things and even using others' experiences, like saying, oh, 
my friend did that. They moved to Gold Coast, but they weren't happy. Um, so they came back. You probably shouldn't do it. But I think there is just extreme value in finding out things for yourself, regardless of, you know, we can have all the information, but experience is our best teacher. So I decided to make that move and it was very, very tough. Um, actually, I still, one of the toughest things, I was actually um, packing my bags uh, to move. And I remember my dad coming down the hallway and my dad is a, he's a very proud man and he lives for his family. Like he absolutely lives for his family. And I learned a lot from, from my dad. And I remember him coming down and he, he just said to me like, are you really doing this? And I just, I said, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't think much of it. And then um, I remember this is probably one of maybe three times in my life, if that, that I saw my dad cry. And this hit very, very hard. Um, and it did make it very, very challenging uh, to go through with the decision. But I think guilt is is a useless emotion. And if there's something that you want to do, I think valuing others, uh, regardless of their family or friends or how much they mean to you, um, opinions of what they think is best for you is oftentimes going to become, you're going to become resentful and it's going to make things, you know, there's going to cause friction between you and you might potentially be able to utilize that and blame them for, for not being happy with not making decisions. So I always like to reflect on what are the positives of making the decision, but also what are the negatives of indecision? And at that time, after so long saying that I was going to move to Gold Coast, putting it out there one day, one day, one day, I just couldn't accept that there was going to be that time that I look back on my life and reflect and say, I didn't make the move. So made the move, drove up to Gold Coast, went up with my brother, came for the ride, which is awesome. And I remember arriving in Gold Coast and just the sense of, doing something that I've said I've always wanted to do. And that brought so much confidence, clarity, and peace of mind. And I think if you've ever decided that you want to move to Gold Coast or move somewhere interstate, I highly recommend it. At the time when I first moved over there, I was so locked in on like my education uh, courses, still am to this day, but I was just in my own world. Everywhere I'd go, I'd have my headphones in, listen to a podcast, listen to an audiobook, And I was a lot of the times in my own head. Um, and I remember the first morning I went for a walk, people would speak to me and I'd have my headphones in and I'd pull my headphones out and I'd be like, yep, thinking there was like, um, like they were asking me a question or something. And they were just saying good morning and they were smiling. And I had to like that happen to me multiple times. And I remember thinking like far out, like in now I'm not hating on Melbourne, but I found in Melbourne, a lot of times people are just go, go, go very high pressure. Everyone's chasing something, but in Gold Coast, it's just a bit of a slow pace. People are more present. And I remember this and it caught me off guard. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're saying good morning to everyone and, it's just a great way to start the day. Now, being interstate 
and being away from your hometown, I think is one of the best things you can ever do for your personal growth. It gives you a chance to almost build a new identity, try some new things out, be be yourself, your true self. And now that's probably a wrong way to put it because regardless, we should always be our true self. But you get an opportunity to rebuild and get a lot of perspective on your life. And I think the reflection time this gives you, just being out of where you grew up, really changes the game even if it is for a short duration of time, because the growth that came from that for me was second to none, like nothing comes close. And I remember just having a lot of social anxiety and just, I don't know if you can relate, but if I was in a a big group of people at an event or something, um, I might look calm and people might say that I look pretty calm on the outside, but on the inside, it's a bit chaos. There's a lot of chaos. And that was actually something I spoke about a lot with my psychologist and work through. But I think being on your own, you got no choice. You got to be social because it is so easy to just lock into routine, especially with what I personally do for a living and um, spending a lot of time on my laptop indoors by myself. So getting out there, getting out of your comfort zone, as the, all the sayings are, uh, sayings go, it is uh, one of the best things you'll ever do. Also, I don't know if you can relate to this, but oftentimes if where we grew up and we live where we live, there's just always something going on. There's always an event. There's always a birthday. There's always the dog's Christmas. Uh, that's terrible. We'll forget that one. Um, but there's always something going on, and it feels like you never really get time to yourself. And this can often result in just going through the motions. And I found that by removing these distractions, I could just lock into routine. And I went all in on my online coaching because I was stressed that potentially wasn't going to work. And I was enjoying my time in Gold Coast so much that I really, really wanted to build that up, which worked out awesomely. Um, And I'm so grateful for that. So I've been there for probably about six months and realized the growth that I've I've had. And I was on the phone to my brother and I said, mate, you got to come up here. You just got to do it. And Aaron's never been, uh, Aaron's my brother, by the way, if you don't know him, uh, he's a funny guy. Definitely give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, So Aaron's never actually traveled on his own. So I knew the benefits he would get just coming up on his own, getting some time away. And I just asked him, man, like, just come up, just do it. And he was a bit hesitant. And eventually he just decided, all right, fine, I'll come up for the weekend. So Aaron rocks up, enjoys it. And just so happens that he didn't go home. (laughs) He literally, he's still living there to this day. Um, so a three-day trip changed Aaron's life for the better. Um, I think it was one of the best things he ever did too. It was amazing just seeing his growth and and then all that. So he was living with me and we were living in my um, studio apartment. Uh, but luckily me and Aaron get along pretty well and there wasn't too much beef between us. I'm probably the more annoying one to, to live with because of how routine I am. Um, but 
it was um, still so, such a great experience. So eventually I had this moment where I was like, okay, I've made my move to Gold Coast. That was one of the best things I ever did. And I've constantly said that I'm going to move to Bali or at least, you know, spend some time in Bali. And I wrote that in, I did do it New Year's resolutions that year, actually, that I'm going to spend at least a month overseas. And I just wanted to give it a go. As always, you know, there is no real risks in doing things like this if you can. Um, and you're, there's always a way to, which, which I found out as I did move overseas. So I just booked the flight. And unfortunately, it was just so happened that it was in um, the lockdown periods again. Bali closes borders. So then I was like, fine, all right, I'll just go to Thailand. So made the decision once again, all the self-doubt, all the voices from others telling me it's not going to work. Don't do it. You're going to regret it. Um, And these things did sit, but also the feeling of guilt just isn't something I think is worth ruminating on. So arriving in Thailand, that was, wow, that, that was just one of the best feelings, best feelings there was. I remember just being there and it was like just post, like it just opened up. I was in Phuket and if you've been to Phuket, you know how busy that is, especially that Bangla Road. It's um, basically just a road, a little street in the main part where you've, um, yeah, if you've got like, social anxiety or you get anxious where there's a lot of people around this will knock it straight out of you it is just absolute chaos and you just have to adapt lady boys trying to pull you into their bars you know people trying to sell you bloody everything under the sun um and yeah so it's um it was amazing and this is actually where the morning routine stemmed from because there's still always going to be challenges regardless of how it might seem. And I am actually very hesitant about this because um, hesitant about posting a lot on my social media, because one of my biggest fears with moving overseas was giving off the perspective that I'm on holidays and it's definitely not the case. I'm sure all my clients will be able to, to attest to this, that, um, I haven't taken my foot off the gas at all. Uh, if anything, I've been able to lock into routine a lot more. Um, but this is something I'm still stressed about a lot because I didn't want my clients and, and people to think that I wasn't still grinding away and working away. Um, so with the morning routine, when I was talking about the struggles, sorry. So there's always going to be some trade-off, but we need to accept what are the consequences we're willing to deal with? So basically it can be very easy to isolate yourself if you are alone overseas, but just as easily you can get out there and you can meet people. And this is something that was a huge growth growth thing for me. So the morning routine stemmed from that. If I just started working straight away and just went to the gym, went home, now I could go a whole day without really speaking to anyone in person. So I would go out, I would get my 7-Eleven coffee and I'll just go for a walk. And even just speaking to the vendors in the morning, everyone's just so lovely, so nice. 
And it really helped me come out of my shell. I started to speak to people firstly, like I wouldn't usually do that. I'd sort of be someone a bit reserved, keep to myself. All of a sudden, I'm just talking to everyone and anyone and building relationships. And I think the perspective of being overseas, especially in a country like Southeast Asia, really does change the game because you might be able to relate to this. When there was periods when I was in Australia, uh, you know, you'd see a nice car come by and you sort of get that feeling you're a bit envious, like, oh, like if only, if only I could find out a way to be able to have that car um, or something like that or a nice house if you're going through like Q in Melbourne. And then um, you would really see what really matters in life. You realize that it's not about these things. It's more about connection, the experiences you have, building relationships with people. And, you know, every day you, you walk down the street and you see these people who aren't necessarily earning much of a living of anything at all. And they're so happy. They're smiling all the time. And I would oftentimes, you know, be stressed about something. I'd be walking down the street. I could tell I got a face on. And these people would just come up to you and be like, how are you doing, man? And it would just catch you off guard. And you look over and you think far out. Like I'm stressing about something that really on the grand scheme of things isn't a big deal. And this person hardly has anything. And they're just so happy and so content. So that really, really changed the game for me. So Thailand was was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, I still worked absolutely around the clock and I would structure things. And this is something that can keep in mind when you're, if you're traveling overseas and, and you're working, I structure things to do like my day tours or touring around doing touristy stuff on the weekends. So each weekend I would have something that I would plan, look forward to, and I found this would allow me to be way more present throughout the week. And also it's, it's something that's always worthwhile um, looking forward to. So I was only supposed to go there for a month and basically I was enjoying it so much. Work was flowing nicely. I was in my routine. I realized how easy it is. Like it is very easy to adapt. So I basically just kept extending. And I think I was in Thailand for maybe a three month period. And I find this is super, super common. And if you do make the move, make the decision, prepare for that. Because oftentimes once you get a taste for the, the freedom, the presence and the experience of being overseas and for a longer duration of time, you're probably going to keep extending. So keep that in mind. So I've been there for, I think, three to four months. My best friends were, you know, their 7-Eleven staff, their hotel staff. Like they used to take me on like food tours. Um, and I built so many friendships at the gyms so many friendships just walking around and it's just, yeah, I think the friendships you build, that is what it's all about. And then it was time to come home. So I was booking my flight and I thought, you know what? Thailand's gone so well. Why don't I just spend a month in Bali and let's see how that goes. I loved Bali um, in the past when I went and, but I didn't get to really experience it because at the time, um, when I was with my partner, we were doing a lot of day tours and we were doing things that 
weren't really immersing in the culture. It was just your your typical Aussie holiday fins, um, you know, all those sort of things. Uh, so with arriving in Bali, had the exact same experience as Thailand, just presence, the experiences with the people, the connection, the friendship, and really realizing that this is like what really matters in life. It's not about having the nice car. Well, for me personally, it's not about having the nice car. I've never really ever been financially driven. Um, although I've been sucked into that mindset when I was working jobs that I didn't like. Um, but the experiences you have whilst you're in these countries is just amazing. So when I was in Changu, it's, I think if you're going to try anywhere and you like Bali, Changu is one of the best spots. The reason being is it's such a small little tight knit community and you are not alone. If being alone is one of your fears, it definitely is not going to occur whilst you're over there. Um, it's just a, a big place filled with all people from overseas, all living there, lots of locals, and the connections you build are just second to none. And if it's from the street dogs to the vendors to the grab bike drivers, you know, you just have these moments where you get a lot of time to reflect and look back on your life and decisions you've made and a whole new perspective shift. And if you're not aware what grab drivers are, it's basically like Uber and these little guys are just on the scooter and you use an app, you basically order it and they're everywhere. They just rock up straight away. You get on the back of the scooter and you're good to go. And I remember there was a few moments when I was over in Changu and I had a moment to reflect on where I was going. I don't know if it was the salty coffee I had in the morning, the beautiful sunrise in the morning, but I had a time to reflect and I realized one of my biggest struggles growing up was having a lot of anxiety, a lot of social anxiety and self-doubt. And what I found and realized was that was basically gone. Now, anxiety is never really always gone. It's a normal human emotion. We all experience it. And sometimes it's more heightened than others. But I realized that I look back on all the friendships I built, um, all the networking I've done, and it really did show that the lot of, a lot of personal growth was achieved. But there is always a trade-off. There is always a trade-off. So there's no decisions that come without some acceptance of potential downsides. So one common thing that I had a lot of people mention to me was in regards to being away from family and being away from friends, which is absolutely a very, very uh, warranted concern to have. One thing that I've found from this is you build better connections with your friends and family and you realize who is really, really important in your life. I remember like any time that I would miss my family, I wouldn't hesitate. I would call them. I would get on a WhatsApp video um, FaceTime mum and dad or FaceTime my brother or FaceTime some friends. And you realize that you can build a lot more connection through this, this way as well. And the friendships that you build over there help reinforce that too. One thing I also noticed was when you do return home, 
your family and friends are much more, uh, they enjoy being around you a bit more, I think. You know that time when you speak to someone and you can tell they're not listening, they're sort of just thinking about their day. Um, that sort of goes away when you do spend some time away. And then when you come home, I feel like you're also way more present with everyone else as well because you really, really appreciate spending the time with them. So if anything, I think it helps rebuild relationships or you know reinforce where the, the best relationships are and who your people are. But it doesn't come without other struggles adapting to being overseas, which is um, something that takes some time to adjust to. You definitely have to adapt every time you move to a new location or you have to get used to a new place is a bit chaotic. Uh, You get thrown out of your routine uh, and it is quite stressful. And traveling comes with a lot of things you wouldn't expect. For example, uh, in Canggu or in Bali, Indonesia, you have to leave and get a stamp on your passport every, I think it was 60 days. So I booked a trip to Vietnam as just to fly out, see Vietnam and come back. Now, I didn't do as much research as I thought I did. When I did do the research in regards to visas, it was on a UK website, not an Australia one. So I basically rocked up at the airport. My visa in Bali was expiring the next day. It's a million uh, rupiah for each day you overstay, which works out to about a hundred Australian dollars. And I rocked up to the airport and they told me that I don't have a visa. I'm not allowed to fly. So chaos, stress, thinking what the hell am I going to do? And just ended up having to book a a flight to Malaysia um, and then go back to Vietnam. So there's always going to be these like things that you don't think about that occur, even just in regards to like your training, your nutrition, uh, you have to adapt. You have to, you have to accept that things aren't exactly always going to go to plan. You're not in as much control, but you can control what you can control, and there's always a way to get the job done. So, wrapping this all up, there is no risks. If it's something that you've always wanted to do, and you've always said I will eventually, why not plan it out now? Now, from what I've seen traveling overseas, it really doesn't necessarily matter too much about what you do for a living. Of course, I do understand there is some jobs that you can't necessarily live overseas at the moment, but you can always find a way to spend an extended duration of time. And I do encourage if you do, definitely do it on your own. I think um, if we go with other people, you oftentimes just stay in your group. You might have experienced this when you're on holidays where you don't really push yourself out of your comfort zone. And as always, that's where all the growth is, just like this podcast. Um, Still feeling uncomfortable doing them, but it is something that I'm experiencing a lot of growth from 100%. So I'm extremely grateful to be in this position and be able to travel overseas. But one thing I want to reinforce is that it's not as hard as you think. And the personal growth, the experiences you have will be things that you'll reflect on later on in life and be so grateful that you made the decision. So if it's something you want to do, I highly, highly encourage it. 
I recommend doing it on your own. I'm extremely grateful for all the setbacks, all the doubt, all the money I invested in coaches, in coaches and courses and mentors that I didn't have all the lonely weekends, you know, deep diving YouTube, reading articles, learning, and just going all in on my passion. That's been able to allow me to live um, in the overseas and, and travel interstate. I'm also extremely grateful for all my clients, past, present, and future. Absolute legends for trusting in me, and I can't wait to keep smashing the journey working with with you or working with you in future potentially. And um, as always, I appreciate you tuning in. If you've got any questions about traveling or if you'd like me to go into any specific details, please just let me know. I hope you're having a great day, and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you.